Woi woi, woi woi, woi woi. Then it then go on the radio again. Yo, if you wanna smoke free weed, go board yourself. You need to go plant a seed. Go board yourself, make your knowledge increase. Go board yourself, go board yourself. Hey you guys, welcome to episode number 39 of Grow Bud Yourself. We do not have a guest interview this week, but episode 39 is our cannabis cultivation extravaganza. We have tons of grow tips from expert weed farmers, an extended cultivation section, and as always, Mike and I are going to talk about the news of the day. All of it brought to you by Sweet Leaf Plant Nutrients, Diamond Cut Co. Trimming Scissors, and Excelsior Extracts Pain Relief Rub. Hey, you guys, this episode is brought to you by Excelsior Extracts and their incredible THC-infused relief rub. Uh, and now this stuff really works. And uh, I know it works because it's made by our friend Outcast, and she needs very, very strong topicals. Uh, so the relief rub is the strongest topical I've ever tried. Check them out on Instagram at Excelsior Extracts, all one word. Uh, DM them for info on the relief rub if you're interested and uh, give them a follow. Uh, They're great people, and they grow great cannabis and make great products. So thank you to Excelsior Extracts. Now back to the show. All right, so welcome to episode number 39 of Grow Bud Yourself. Thank you, as always, to DJ Jacques and Winstrong for the amazing intro song. And here we are, episode number 39. Mike, how you feeling? I'm good. We're here. We're, we're ready to work. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I had some issues this week with my internet, and therefore that's why the show is, is being posted a little bit later than usual, but uh, we will get back on track for you guys next week with episode 40. Um, I blame Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so my wi-fi and, and internet access was was pretty spotty the last couple of days but it's back and we are back and we are here to talk pot which is not that easy to say but we are doing it yeah yeah we're gonna do that and uh you know there's been some some news things that have occurred and uh one <laughs> of them actually <laughs> Some some big stuff, some small stuff, but one of them has happened in your your old hometown. So maybe you want to hit that one up first. We could we could maybe talk about what's going on in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was some controversy brewing up there. Uh, organization called the CDA, which I believe is Commonwealth Dispensary Association, um, was filing a lawsuit against the social equity program and the delivery uh, aspects of that and uh that's a a social equity program that was built in by the commission to sort of allow uh, qualified applicants to to have a first opportunity to start these delivery businesses right for the first two years of the program right right and uh this organization um which is comprised of a bunch of dispensaries um and you know plenty of uh out you know outside multi-state operators mso's operating in Massachusetts, um, they filed this lawsuit and uh, did not go over very well with the uh, community uh, in Massachusetts. And therefore, a lot of the companies jumped out of it. Uh, Basically, 
um, resigned from the CDA. Some stayed, some left, and I think now that that lawsuit's been dropped. So um, that goes to show you the power of activism and actually, you know, because people threatened to boycott and it became a big thing up there. uh, And it really resonates in a way, you know, no pun intended, but the idea that uh, you vote with your dollars, you know? And uh, so I think that, you know, just goes to show the power of um, organization in the right ways and and using social media in ways to make, uh, hold companies accountable for the decisions that they make. And I think uh, it's a great result because the lawsuit was dropped. uh, Companies left that organization and really showed that, you know, we need to stick together and we need to make sure that whatever, you know, people voted on and, and all of that stays. And we can't let these companies fight against home grow either. That's the next thing. I mean, yeah, uh, funny you should mention that. Right. <laughs> in, uh, Cuomo in your current is, home state of New York. Current yeah. State, right. So we, yeah, we, we talked about this a little bit uh, last week. And if you uh, uh, subscribe to our newsletter, you might have already read about it. But uh, Cuomo, of course, for the third straight year, has put forth a legalization proposal in his uh, budget uh, proposal for the year. And uh, now that the text has come out, he's getting a little pushback from advocates and, uh, and critics of him in general. And there are two points of contention here. But the first, as Dan alluded to, is very important to us, and that has to do with homegrow. Homegrow is not allowed in Cuomo's proposal, and it wasn't allowed in his proposal last year either. And the interesting thing about that is it was revealed that just a month before he announced his legalization plan last year, he uh, had been lobbied by the New York medical cannabis industry. It's like an association of cannabis businesses that specifically wanted him not to include homegrow in his plan. So yeah, there are powerful um, associations uh, from the industry that are fighting against having home grow written into these legalization uh, laws. Yeah, I I just, it makes my stomach turn to think of that. uh, Just because the idea that it's legal, but I can't grow it, it just really makes me upset. And that doesn't mean I'm against these bills that allow, that don't allow home grow, because I do think we need to get whatever we can get and then move on. And I think the idea of being arrested for growing my own cannabis in a state where cannabis is legal to purchase from a store is ridiculous. And I think ultimately, you know, people will realize that. And I don't think that that's going to be a long term, long term part of any legal system. So it is important to get this law passed in New York. It's also important to get Cuomo on board with home grow, uh, if we can't get it in the bill, we still got to pass the bill and then we got to fight for home grow. That's what's happening in Washington right now, too. In Washington state, they have legalization, no home grow. Well, now they're trying to change their law so that to allow home grow. And hopefully they do. And hopefully that works. Um, another part of the bill I think you were probably getting to is that the taxes are higher, the higher that the THC and the cannabis is. Is that? Yeah, I think they've they've pinned uh, some of the taxes to to potency in order to to stimulate the amount of um, revenue that the state can <laughs> See, generate. That's, but that's really silly too. I mm-hmm. mean, that's crazy because honestly, the you know potency level in general is way too overrated and and talked about as a you know major thing. But at the same time, higher potency cannabis is something that you use a little bit less of and. Uh, taxing it at a higher level just does not seem to make sense. It just means 
the, the people who create better cannabis are going to be end up paying higher taxes right. penalized uh, for that yeah, yeah. they're going to be penalized for the quality and I, I just think both of those things are kind of misguided but again we got to get people people's records expunged we got to get the prisoners out we got to you know change comes incrementally the, you know that's just something you know no bill is perfect no law is perfect as the people in washington learned as the people in colorado and oregon and massachusetts and everywhere else none of these laws are perfect but we got to get them on the books and then make them better and i think that's really you know the long game true but the uh, the other big point of contention in uh, cuomo's plan has to do with uh, increased penalization so uh, Cuomo is actually calling for additional penalties for underage sales. Basically, selling to anyone under the age of 21 under Cuomo's plan uh, would be a Class D felony punishable by up to two and a half years in prison. And uh, currently, uh, that same uh, crime, selling to someone under the age of 21, is uh, just a misdemeanor. So advocates are pushing back against that aspect of the plan because they don't see the logic in increasing criminalization to a legalization uh, bill. Yeah. I mean, let's not overcomplicate things. It's a plant. You know, legalize it. Let's move on. Yeah, but the good news is there's a supermajority in the state Senate, and that is led by uh, Democrats. So they have the uh, the power to override a veto by Cuomo. So they're going to have a little more um, influence if this comes down to negotiations. And State Senator Liz Krueger put forth her own plan once again, and that plan actually addresses home cultivation. Uh, adults over 21 would be allowed to buy cannabis, and any adult would be able to grow up to six plants. Hmm. Sounds reasonable to me, but I, I certainly would prefer that there be more plants allowed. But again, you know, you just got to grow bigger plants. Yeah, it's better than Cuomo's plan anyhow. But that's what's going on in New York. The other thing that we should talk about, at least touch on, is what a difference voting makes. Because now that the the United States Senate has flipped to Democratic control, Chuck Schumer is the Senate majority leader, and he is putting forward his own plan for legalization. He has a marijuana law reform bill that he is introducing. And it's just kind of stunning to think about the difference that a uh, that an election makes because there is absolutely no way in the world that the former majority leader of the Senate, Mitch McConnell, would be putting forward any kind of marijuana law reform. In fact, he would be standing in the way of reform. So we at least uh, can be grateful for that. Regardless of what you think about any of these politicians, the fact that the Senate has flipped to Democratic control is a positive for cannabis. The Senate majority leader is actually pushing for um, for change to the marijuana laws. So that's something there. Correct. Correct. And uh, so, yeah, let's hope uh, they put their money where their mouth is. And, you know, it would go a long way. I think there's a lot of people who are very suspicious of, you know, Democratic motivations. I think a lot of people who you know, either voted Republican or, or or just for whatever reason, they think that, you know, sometimes these that there's pandering going on and that it's they're not actually going to do the thing that they're promising to do. And so I hope they, they do it. And I think it's important that they do it. And I think it would go a long way to showing people, hey, look, you know, you voted for change. You got the change. And here it is. And uh, it's not, you know, the end of the world. It's not some, you know, socialist, crazy uh, dystopia <laughs> or whatever people are afraid of. It's just, you know, some common sense, legal weed, uh, 
you know, some healthcare for everyone, you know, basic things that just make, make the world a better place and make America better and improve the quality of life for citizens. And that's really what government should be about. And let's hope that that's what this next government is about. And I believe it is. And I hope that they live up to my expectations. And I hope that they exceed uh, other people's, you know, low expectations or, or, or whatever it is that they have about, <laughs> about it. So yeah, I guess not the most articulate way to express what I'm trying to say, but I, what I am trying to say is voting matters and let's hope that the people we voted for do the things we asked them to. But off to a good start. It could be a big year for cannabis uh, on the federal level, so that is exciting. Uh, as Dan earlier, we don't have an interview, but we do have a gigantic mega jumbo size cultivation uh, segment. So we should probably get into that, but just want to remind everybody, uh, you know, check out the newsletter, join us on Patreon, great deal over on Patreon. Absolutely, yes. Free nutrients and uh, all kinds of great things. You can get a copy of my book. You can get uh, a mention on the show and all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, codes, as I mentioned later in the show, uh, you can get codes for uh, nutrients. You can get free bottles of nutrients and you can get codes up to 25% off, I think, at the highest level for uh, sweetleaf.com. So uh, really cool benefits and we hope you join us there it's a great community people are responding and and excited and there's exclusive content and every once in a while we release some of the exclusive content to the public and hopefully you've seen some of that and, and you realize that hey maybe i can get on patreon and see this stuff before everybody else does yeah the video aspect of it is cool you know it's like you actually see the show getting made and you can see the faces of the people that most of the time you're just hearing their voices and so it adds a new dimension, a new aspect to the show. Oh yeah, right now we actually have um, a bonus clip from last week's interview with uh, Nathaniel and uh, Hallie Pennington from Humboldt Seed Company. So that's exclusive to our Patreon viewers, our Patreon subscribers. And also on our uh, YouTube channel, you could check out a bonus clip from the ladies of Hembra Genetics talking about their favorite strain and first time getting high. Right, right. So the Hembra one is open to anybody to check out on YouTube the uh, Humboldt Seed Company one, they, I think they talk about uh, best ways to germinate seeds and best ways to take clones, uh, which is people who germinate a lot of seeds and take a lot of clones giving their advice. So uh, we'll make that public eventually, but the Patreon people can see it now. You can join for as little as $4.20 and really support the show in a way that we truly appreciate. So that's a wonderful way. Uh, at that $4.20 level, you get free nutrients, you get uh, free stickers, Grow Bud Yourself stickers, uh, a note from us, you know, that's on Grow Bud Yourself stationery, which is pretty cool. And uh, and that's just for $4.20. And uh, the higher up you go, the more cool stuff you get. So check us out there. It's an awesome way to support the show. Um, that's a really good way to ensure uh, that we stay thriving and alive that is a uh, patreon.com slash jenny denko and uh, also go to uh, growbudyourself.com if you want to learn more about the show if you have a question um if you want to subscribe to the newsletter want to advertise all that stuff so uh what do you think man should we maybe dive into this mega cultivation segment we have yeah let's do it we got a lot of gross stuff uh we should get right into it and, and dive in so we will be back after these messages with 
more Grow Bud Yourself. Hey guys, Grow Bud Yourself is so proud to be sponsored by Sweet Leaf Nutrients. They have an incredible line of organic and synthetic nutrients, uh, amazing amendments, great stuff on their website. And using the code DANKO15, you can get 15% off of everything at sweetleaf.com. That's S-U-I-T-E-L-E-A-F. They have amazing organic fertilizers, amendments, indoor hydroponic grow tent kits, uh, smell-proof bags, duffel bags, all kinds of backpacks, and an incredible line of newts that work wonderfully with cannabis. We got a great promotion going on with Patreon, where we're giving away sweet leaf nutrients at those different levels, and lots of promo codes there as well. So we are just super psyched to have Sweet Leaf on as a sponsor for the show, and we hope that you will also support them. Join us on our Patreon page for some free newts. And check out their site, sweetleaf.com, for nutrients and more. All right. Welcome back. And uh, we are now in the cultivation segment, which we are proud to say is brought to you by Diamond Cut Co. This is a company that makes premium quality trimming scissors. These are like the Ferrari, the Rolls-Royce of trimming scissors. They are made for connoisseurs and real growers. The designs are conscious and ergonomic, which is really important because repetitive activities and motions like trimming can really get old fast. And if you're in the community, you've heard of Diamond Cut Co., you know all about them. And these aren't like super expensive. I mean, the classic, the 3.5 inch classic, these are $12 and they're stainless steel, uh, and they go up to, you know, 24, 26, but really well worth the money. And with the code Danko20, you get 20% off. Uh, so please visit diamondcutco.com. Check out what they've got there. You will see five different styles of scissors and packages where you can buy three or all five. So check them out at diamondcutco.com. Uh, remember that code Danko20 gets you 20% off. And here we are in the cultivation segment. Yes, we are here. This is the cultivation segment, and uh, it has been a fortnight, which of course means it is time for our strain of the fortnight. That's right. What do you got this one? (laughs) I have a good one. This one uh, was introduced to me by Doug from TH Seeds. Uh, We've had Adam on the show. We haven't had Doug. We should get him on at some point. Um, But Doug is a pioneer in cannabis breeding and growing and had the hemp industry and a ton of other stuff. But he introduced this on my last trip to Amsterdam, the, the last cannabis cup that I went to uh, a couple of years back. He actually not even that long, I guess it was probably in 2019. It feels like forever. <laughs> so I guess that is a couple of years, but uh, not even a total of two years, basically about a year and a half ago. Um, he introduced me to these French cookies and it was born like a lot of great strains from bag seed. Basically they, they got some legendary platinum cookies, uh, when they were on a trip, a road trip in Cali, most likely surfing. If I know Doug, um, and the phenotype of these, they found the seed in, in that legendary platinum cookies and, uh, popped a few phenotypes. And, uh, so there was a couple seeds, obviously, 
Um, but the one that popped and then they selfed turned out to be really one of a kind kind bud, um, which is really fantastic. There's really bright, uh, very white looking flowers, very uh, bright looking flowers, but they're contrasted by very dark colored purple leaves. Um, some of these leaves almost look black uh, when, you know, in the right light. And so it's a beautiful strain. Uh, we just, you can't take a bad photograph of these French cookies. It's really pretty, but pretty doesn't always make it great. And this also has amazing flavor. So it's got kind of a spicy taste. Um, there's hints of grape. I would imagine, you know, that's from the purple side of things. Um, and it actually yields really well, which is unique for a cookie strain. Cause as everybody knows, um, cookies doesn't tend to be the hugest yielder, but, the buds are just phenomenal. The, the high is fantastic. Um, very euphoric, very inspirational, and it swells with every puff. So it's one of those strains that doesn't have a ceiling. Uh, you keep smoking it and you keep feeling like you're getting higher uh, rather than just kind of stuck in one place. So check out French Cookies from TH Seeds. You can go to thseeds.com. The flowering time is nine to 10 weeks. A uh, little longer than average, but still well worth the wait. And like I said, um, a decent yielder as well. So shout out to Doug and Adam and TH Seeds, THSeeds.com. All right. Excellent strain of the Fortnite. So thank you for that one. And uh, our listeners know that each week, Dan likes to provide a cultivation tip that will help you become a better grower. So uh, what would you like to talk about this week? Yes, I have a little bit of an extended uh grow tip this week because this grow these grow tips actually come from uh our friends and experts in the industry so basically it's going to be some of the best grow room tips and tricks that i've learned uh from different pros over the years and uh collected together as a uh as just a collection of, of great tips so we have multiple tips in one here Indeed, plenty of tips here, and and so there's something for everybody here, uh, and I'm gonna you know mention the person who I got the tip from, and then go through their tip a little bit, and uh, we can take it from there. So the first tip is from our old pal Nico Escondido. He was the cultivation editor and reporter at High Times Magazine with us for years, um, and a great friend. His tip is about light supplementation. So he says one of the best uses of power when you're growing indoors is to employ fluorescent bulbs to supplement your HID lighting. And that, you know, even works with uh, LED to supplement whatever your main lighting is. Uh, fluorescent lights such as T5s or CFLs, which are compact fluorescents, not only offer some of the best light spectrum for plants, but they're also very efficient with electrical usage, uh, very efficient with electrical usage and emit very little heat. Um, additionally, fluorescence can be placed lower on the sidewalls to better penetrate the garden canopy and effectively get light to the middle third of your plants. So if you're having trouble penetrating that canopy, you place fluorescent lights on the sides and you really get in there and fill out some of those middle and lower level buds. Um, so great tip from Nico. Uh, next tip is from Greg Green. He's the author of the Cannabis Grow Bible, uh, which you can pick up at greencandypress.com uh, and a uh, great uh, author about cannabis, including breeding, growing, and a lot of other stuff. His tip is about proper genetics. 
He says, nothing in the biology of cannabis makes sense without an understanding of genetics. Good cannabis genetics is everything. Give a grower a 1K HID in bad genetics, and I'll show you a grower who has fared far better with fluorescence and good genetics. Um, so what he's basically saying behind every stunning grow, uh, every breathtaking bud photograph or unbelievably gorgeous, dazzling bag of bud is someone who paid for good genetics to begin with. Um, so your $1,000 grow room is ineffective without the right DNA put into it. And I think that's really important. Um, just because you know how to grow doesn't mean you're growing great cannabis. And so much of that has to do with genetics and getting the best out of the potential. The potential has to be high and then you have to reach that potential. But with bad genetics, the potential is low. And therefore, even if you grow it to its fullest, you're really not growing great bud. Um, the next tip is from frequent uh, guest on Freeweed and Grow Bud Yourself, Jorge Cervantes, our old pal, um, the author of the Cannabis Encyclopedia, which is absolutely incredible uh, coffee table book about cannabis. A lot of information there. Uh, you can check him out at marijuanagrowing.com. But his tip is about green light. So uh, what he says is it's important to catch pests, infestations, and molds early and act immediately. Uh, powdery mildew on foliage surfaces and insect secretions can be seen at night with a green headlight or a green UVB light. Uh, mildew and poop appear to glow under a UVB light on your plant's leaves. So t check out a UVB light or a green uh, headlight that you wear uh, on your forehead, basically, in the dark time. Uh, this won't interrupt your light cycle, so you can feel free to use a green light. And what's interesting, as he mentions, is that uh, any kind of powdery mildew or insect secretions, meaning poops, appear to glow under that UVB light. So take a look and uh, act accordingly when you find any kind of uh, pests or mold. Uh, that's from Jorge. Um, our friend Eric Bixa, uh, Canadian cultivation correspondent and hydro expert, uh, you can check him out at hydroponicsecrets.tv. And there's videos of him and all kinds of great grow tips from him. He talks about the four Ps. Um, plants that grow bushier without even branching can yield bigger under artificial light sources, given consistent, dense bud quality from the top to the bottom. So follow the four Ps and you will succeed. P number one, pinch. Pinch out the central growing point on established vegetative plants to promote bushier plants that yield more tops. Um, do not pinch your plants if the crop is fewer than 14 days away from starting the flowering phase. Um, that way you actually make less cannabis uh, flowers. So be sure to do this during the early, early veg, early to middle veg. And then once you're two weeks away from flowering, uh, don't no longer pinch. Uh, next P is pluck. F plucking fan leaves away only if they're blocking light from growing points and tops. Uh, consider trimming an individual leaf blade or two away instead, rather than plucking the whole leaf off. Uh, you can just take a few of the blades and, and leave the rest of the leaf. Uh, do so sparingly because fan leaves are the energy factories for the, the buds themselves. So be sparing, but you can pluck. Um, next P is patience. Patience is a virtue. And to be a good grower, you have to be patient. That's also very important. Uh, and the fourth P is prune. 
Uh, this is better done all at once. For example, right around the second week of flowering, uh, constant pruning will create stress on your plants as they're forced to keep rewiring and healing. But uh, one selective prune at a really good time can really boost growth past the prune. So you're going to have to, again, be patient after the prune, but you'll see a lot of growth come back. Uh, next tip is from our friend Shiloh Massive. He's a NorCal legend. We'll definitely have him on the show. He's done some panels with us uh, at live shows. And his tip is just grow organic. Uh, that's the number one tip he can give you. Um, not only will you save time and money, it'll lessen your carbon footprint. It'll provide you with higher quality cannabis that burns properly. Go green, grow green. Uh, we already have an overdependence on petrochemicals, so why pour f fertilizers made of substandard ingredients on our plants? Not only will growing organic change your grow room, it'll change your life. So thank you to Shiloh for that. A great tip. Uh, here's one from Franco from the Greenhouse Seed Company. Uh, sadly, Franco passed away a couple years ago. If you check out Strain Hunters, you can see Franco in action all around the world. Um, with Ariane and the crew going around and finding land races to bring back and, and breed with. And he was just an amazing, wonderful person. So we miss you, Franco. And Franco's tip is very important. It's about proper flushing. And what he says is it doesn't matter what kind of medium you use, uh, mineral fertilizers will cause salt buildup and eventually result in uh, intoxication of the plants if proper flushing is not applied. Um, the purpose of flushing is to wash your medium, and as a, as a consequence, a lot of water flows through your containers down to the ground. It's very important to, to drain away the excess water from your grow room so the climate stays good. Too much water in your room will cause air humidity to climb fast, creating issues. Uh, in my personal experience, he says, uh, flushing with up to three times the volume is even more effective as long as your drainage is quick. So you got to have a nice, loose medium but use three times more volume than you have in your containers flushing is best done at the beginning of the light cycle uh, to favor evaporation of excess water and also to let the medium begin the drying process faster after you flush so thank you to franco we miss you uh, another tip here is from ed borg our friend from delta nine labs uh, he talks about labeling everything, and I can't emphasize this enough. You really need to label things uh, and keep notes. I know in the old days we tried not to do, the, do this because you didn't want um, incriminating evidence of past grows and things like that, but I think hopefully those times have changed for most of us. Um, so he says even with natural preventative maintenance, uh, you know, eventually your strain names are going to fade away on your markers that you put. So you really have to be diligent about uh, preparing labels, placing them in your containers or on the side of your containers, maybe underneath the container if you don't wanna get them wet. Um, you can tie them to the plants. There's lots of different ways you can do this, but the labeling is so important. And he's speaking as a breeder as well. Nothing's worse than you know finding some amazing strain and not knowing what it was or where it came from and you know just having to invent something new out of it or whatever. So uh, he has seen some real, he says, as the breeder and brainchild creator of Delta 9 Labs, I've seen several so-called breeding facilities over the past 15 years while living in the Netherlands that were quite disorganized, dirty, and even potential fire hazards. So 
you know, keep it clean, keep it safe, stay smart and uh, organized. That's a great tip from Ed Borg. Uh, here's a tip from Subcool, another legend who has passed uh, Subcool from Team Green and Avenger, TGA Genetics, our friend the Weed Nerd, uh, rest in peace to Sub. Uh, but his tip is don't wait. Uh, he says, I think the best tip I can offer is to be diligent in all things. Our hobby is not one that allows for procrastination. So when it's time to transplant or take clones that are needed or perform your proper grow room maintenance, these are tasks that will not wait until tomorrow. The best growers I know have a special attention to detail, tend to operate in tidy, clean, organized work areas. I think people get caught up in the mystique of cannabis cultivation a forget they forget that at the core good growers are simply farmers and that means getting up early working long days uh you get out of a garden what you put into it and if you mix some love and passion in with your hard work dank is the byproduct and uh if anything subcool definitely knew his dank so thank you to sub uh next tip is from harry resin our pal uh high times cultivation contributor and uh overall great fella um he says his tip is called plant lift he says the best advice ever given to me was from soma who taught me to pick up the pots to feel the weight of the plants before watering to avoid overwatering. as for what i discovered on my own you must always listen to your plants they tell you when they need more food water or air treat them as the living wonderful beings that they are so great tip from Harry Resin. Totally true. Once you pick up the plants, you know, the best thing is water them, you know, until they're basically totally soaked and ready, you know, totally watered. Lift the pot and learn how heavy that feels. And as it gets lighter and lighter, you'll get the idea of when it needs more water just based on lifting it alone. And not every plant always needs water in your garden so keep that in mind just because one plant needs water doesn't necessarily mean that another one does uh so you know avoid over waterings and thank you to harry uh next tip is from our friend mike from gauge green and his tip is called sparkling clones i discovered the benefits of sparkling water a few years ago as another grower's tip and i've never seen anyone else mention using it purchase your yourself a bottle of sparking mineral water for your clones fresh cuttings off a mother plant crave the tiny carbonated bubbles and the essential minerals placing your fresh cuttings in a cup of mineral water before using your cloning solution will make your clones root faster and increase survival rates make sure you gra grab the unflavored sparkling water as it's pure and clean bubbles are a happy sound to the plants as they will soon show their approval with quick abundant roots now, I only learned about this actually from Mike uh, myself, which is interesting. And I've never actually tried it, but uh, it's very interesting to use sparkling water. Just make sure you don't use club soda because club soda has salt in it. So thank you to Mike from Gage Green. Addison DeMora, who has been a guest on the show. Uh, Addison from is a founder of Steep Hill Labs. Addison says, wire dryer. Instead of putting your trimmed herb onto coat hangers to dry, Go out and grab some six-foot-tall square wire deer fence. Cut the fencing into six-foot sections and secure the sections onto cylinders. Stand the cylinders up and use them to hang your drying herb on. Nothing works better for saving space and tackling issues related to damaged herb. The wire dryer. 
Very interesting. So you, you secure the sections into cylinders and it gives you lots of space to dry and also allow the air to get in between the, the buds and all of that. So that's an interesting one. Uh, Valerie Corral uh, from WAM, the Women's uh, Women and Men's Alliance for Medical Marijuana, our old friend Valerie, who's been growing for many decades, uh, says, stay green. Her tip is similar to Shiloh's. Always grow organic. It's the most conscientious for the health of our bodies and for the health of the planet. Uh, we have a responsibility for our actions. Grow from seeds and learn to make your own seeds. That's an interesting one as well. Um, she does a lot of outdoor work, and I think uh, it's very interesting that over time you begin to sort of acclimate your strains to your local region by growing uh, year after year from seeds and making your own seeds and taking only the best for the next uh, harvest. So it's interesting, you know, she says, cannabis is so many things, medicine, peace, and relaxation, changing consciousness, textiles, foods. We can repair the imbalance in nature and fix our environment and also fight against the GMOs, genetically modified organisms. So Valerie, keeping it natural, which is great. And our last tip comes from an anonymous New York City hydroponic grow pro, um, and this one is about hydrogen peroxide for hydro. I've been hearing a lot about this, uh, but never tried it myself either. Um, hydrogen peroxide is H2O2 uh, as opposed to H2O. Um, I remember it from trying to bleach my hair when I was a kid, but uh, <laughs> hydrogen peroxide not only keeps bacteria and algae at bay in non-organic hydro systems, it also releases releases precious oxygen in the root zone as it works its magic. Uh, it's especially good in reservoirs that run hot. So if you have water in your reservoir above 72 degrees, that's going to contain less dissolved oxygen, which is going to promote bacterial growth. If you put 15 milliliters per gallon of a 3% hydrogen peroxide solution, it will not only control algae and bacteria, it will also release oxygen into the water as it kills those unwanted biological agents. So there you have it, a nice long bunch of tips from a bunch of different growers. And I'm hoping that uh, you guys learned something from those growers and will improve your future harvests. All right. Yeah, a plethora of pot tips from some uh, cannabis luminaries there. So very cool. We hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, all right, it is time now for our favorite part of the show where uh, Dan answers some questions from our listeners. So if you have a question that you'd like answered on the show, you could uh, email us, that is info, at growbudyourself.com. You could also get a hold of us uh, through Patreon, YouTube, all the socials. So let's uh, let's jump right in here and do a few of these. Sounds good. Okay, starting off with Chad, who writes, Hi guys, thanks for the awesome podcast. I'm curious if there is a best time to train your plants with LST, uh, low-stress training, perhaps after watering? I know I've snapped a few branches here and there, so wondering if there's a best time of day to do your training when plants are most pliable, least likely to snap uh, with a little too much pressure. Thanks so much. So uh, what would you say there to Chad? Yeah, that's a really good question. And the, the honest answer is I don't really know. I, 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 I would assume, as you said, uh, that after watering would be best because the plant would be more pliable. Um. But at the same time, yeah, that's a great question. I, I wonder if there's uh, listeners that could pine in on this or chime in on this. 
and let us know their thoughts. Is there a good time to actually bend and train your plants with low uh, stress techniques? I mean, you certainly want to do it with the newest growth. You know, you don't want to use uh, lower branches that have more or that are thicker or more woody. So I would say, you know, start with the 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 youngest growing shoots. But as far as well, the time of day, that's interesting. I, I, I'd be interested to know. I, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, ba- basically about a half hour or an hour or so after you water would probably be ideal because the plant would have the most pliability at that point. But uh, again, I never really thought about when when the best time to do that is. So great question, Chad. And hopefully uh, some listeners can write us either at Patreon or, or uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or wherever and let us know what their thoughts are on timing of actual plant training. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chad's getting into some next level stuff, but we appreciate that. So, um, all right, excellent. Let's move on to Bobby. Uh, Bobby has a lot of, um, of beginner questions here, so hopefully you could help him out. Uh, he writes, uh, do you guys have a list of supplies on your website of what I would need to start my own indoor grow using six foot tall grow tents? Also, uh, what seed bank would you recommend to buy seeds from? Should I use autoflower or feminized seeds? And what website would you recommend to get the grow tent lights and supplies from? Uh, so what would you say to Bobby? Wow. Uh, well, that's a lot of questions. But as far as a list of supplies on our website, we don't really have that. Typically, when you buy a grow tent, you get m- almost all of the supplies you need, basically everything but the genetics. Um, I would buy a kit. You know, I wouldn't just buy an individual tent. I'd buy a tent that also comes with lighting, that also comes with uh, fans and, and, and things like that. You definitely need um, fans, obviously, to control uh, the airflow and bring in fresh air and move out spent warm air through charcoal filtration. So you need filters, you need lighting, uh, you need containers for your plants. I would not buy you know, a whole hydro setup in a tent. I'd just buy uh, five gallon buckets or, or 10 gallon buckets or whatever I would want to use for that. Uh, and just hand water into a, a soilless mix or cocoa or something like that, rather than some complicated hydro system. Uh, seed banks. Uh, I mean, I love uh, rocket seeds. I think that's a great company. They have a wide variety of strains from all over the world uh, at great prices. Should you use autoflower or feminized seeds? Only if you want to. I mean, if you want autos, the benefits of that are you get your flowers faster. You don't really have to worry about changing the light cycles. Um, People talk about diminished potency with autos, but that's changing as well. Uh, Should you use feminized? If you don't want to waste time growing male plants, uh, you can use feminized seeds. I like, personally, I like regular seeds, but again, I would grow regular seeds out. I would take clones of everything that grew out of those regular seeds, and then I would flower the clones, and I would pick the best and strongest of those to be a mother plant from which I would take clones uh, if I wanted to grow the same thing over and over. Uh, And as far as a website uh, to recommend to get your grow tent and lighting, how about sweetleaf.com? I mean, that's our friends. Uh, and it's S-U-I-T-E-L-E-A-F.com. Uh, you can use code DANKO15 for 15% off. So 
I mean, you can imagine if there's a thousand dollar grow tent kit on there, you can actually save yourself 150 bucks just with that code alone. And if you join our Patreon, you can get a 20% code, a 25% code. It's pretty wild. So, and free nutrients and free nutrients as well. Yes, if you join our Patreon at any level, even the four dollar and twenty cent level. So, thank you to Sweetleaf. They make a great nutrient, but they also sell uh, these grow tent kits, and I highly recommend buying it from them with our code Danko fifteen. And that's basically the answer to your question, Bobby. Thank you. All right. Yeah, thank you, Bobby. We uh, we hope that puts a little dent in some of the questions that you have. Uh, let's hop over to Patreon, take a question there. comes from Donna, who writes, uh, Could you remark on the strains Goji OG and Jordan's Ghost? Uh, here's what I know. They're both high in humulene. A cursory visit to Dr. Google noted appetite suppression as the prime quality here. Always a plus in my book. But there must be more. Both of these strains work very well for me, better than anything else so far. Have I stumbled onto the best pharmacological remedy for ADHD? Hmm. Uh, what would you say to Donna here? Um, it's interesting. Uh, I, I do know Goji OG. I have heard of that strain. I have smoked that strain. I do know something about humulene. And w- one of the things about it, uh, one most interesting thing is humulene is a terpene that's also found in hops. And it's actually responsible for that hoppy taste that you get um, in a good IPA. And, you know, if you get a hoppy beer, uh, it definitely has a lot of humulene. Hops and cannabis, very closely related, um, basically cousins. And other strains that are high in humulene include uh, Sour Diesel, Headband, and White Walker. So clearly it has, you know, that, uh, that type of effect i would imagine like people say about the sour and the headband and goji og and white walker it's it just grabs you by the forehead sometimes makes you sweat a little bit and it's an interesting terpene because of that now as far as appetite suppression i hadn't heard much about that from humulene in particular although that's always a good thing unless you're trying to gain weight um i think it's definitely something that would be of, of valuable research for pharmaceutical companies and things like that. But if you can find something that works for you, especially, you know, you mentioned ADHD, um, appetite suppression. Uh, if you find the strain that works for you like that and, you know, it's got it's high in humulene, it's v- quite likely that other strains that are high in uh, humulene will also work for you in that way. So interesting stuff. You know, I mean, like I said, it's in it's not only just in uh hops either it's also in sage uh ginseng okay cool yeah we hope that helps you out there donna uh let's stay over on patreon and uh, go to carolyn who writes uh, this is important here for her uh, is it possible to overwater an outside plant a heavy clay soil in already humid vermont warning this may resolve a marital dispute <laughs> Uh, I'm having trouble grinding my cannabis. The grinder breaks it up, but it stays on the top, not falling through the holes. Could it be too moist? Uh, I dried to about 60%, no issues with mold. So uh, what would you say here to Carolyn and, uh, you know, weigh in on this marital dispute? (laughs) Yeah, um, it is possible to overwater an outside plant, particularly in the conditions that you're talking about. So if you have a heavy clay soil uh, and it's already humid in Vermont, as you mentioned, you can overwater that plant. Uh, my recommendation is to add compost 
to loosen up your soil and make sure it's less heavy clay and that'll make it more difficult to overwater it because it'll let the water through um, but yeah if, if, if you're in a, a really mucky wet area like a swampy kind of area you can certainly overwater your outside plants uh, so it is definitely possible it's harder to do that outside than it is inside just because uh, nature typically has ways of, of either allowing that water to soak down further into the soil or to be evaporated. Um, but as you mentioned in humid Vermont, you can overwater in a heavy clay soil. So that's hopefully uh, gonna resolve your, your dispute there. As far as trouble grinding your cannabis, uh, you said you dry to about 60%. That's not dry enough. So even though you say you have no issues with mold, I don't think your cannabis is dry enough. I think you want to get to 25% or less, typically from the original wet weight. So, you know, if it's a pound wet, it should be about a quarter pound dry, um, about down to 25% of whatever your wet weight is. And if your grinder breaks it up, but it stays inside the grinder and not falling through, it's definitely too moist. Okay. Uh, thank you, Carolyn. All the best to, to you. We hope that helps you out. Uh, let's do one more, and uh, we'll go over to Facebook here. Uh, this is an anonymous uh, message. So, uh, greetings from Denmark. Hey, Danny. I'm a listener of Grow Bud Yourself and Free Weed. I have a weird question. I know a grower who has had some strange problems with critical cush. He takes cuttings from cuttings and flowers out the bigger plants he has taken the clones from. But then, all of a sudden, the smaller plants in the veg room went into flower, and they never fully went back into veg even after weeks. WTF happened. Um, he has grown skunk number one for years like that, new cuttings every week, and harvests uh, one or two a week and then repeats. Are there some strains that you can only grow from mother plants and not clone of clones of clones? I uh, hope you'll answer me. So so what would you say to our anonymous friend from Denmark? Yes, I would say that it sounds to me like your friend got a hold of critical kush that's actually auto-flowering. So therefore, no matter what, you can take cuttings from it or whatever it's going to start flowering at a certain age and i think uh it's not going to work out for him to take clones unless he takes those clones super early and that's also hard to do because uh, the plant starts to flower at a certain height so uh one of the advantages of auto flowers is you just plant the seed and grow the plants one of the disadvantages is you can't have an auto mom uh, to take cuttings from. And even taking cuttings of a clone of a vegging one, it's also going to start flowering. So you can't really grow them big uh, unless you have an auto that actually gets taller. So there are like auto hazes and things that actually won't flower until they're a foot or two. But all of them start pretty young. And so therefore... What, that's what I think happened. I think your friend got autoflowering, critical kush. Typically critical and strains like that uh, in Europe have those auto uh, tendencies in a lot of cases. Maybe it wasn't labeled auto, but turned out to be. Uh, maybe they were mislabeled or something, but it sounds to me like your friend got autoflowers and that's why those plants are flowering automatically as you know mentioned in the name. All right, makes sense. Uh, thank you anonymous for writing in thanks to everybody who wrote in this week uh that's gonna do it for our 
jumbo-sized uh, cultivation segment. But uh, if you have a question that you would like answered on the show, do get in touch with us. That is, uh, email is info at growbudyourself.com. Uh, what do you say we take a little break, come back and wrap this sucker up? Let's do it. All right, welcome back, and I believe it's time for the wrap. And in the wrap, we say thank you, of course, to DJ Jacques and Winstrong, of course, to all the uh, growers, past and present, who participated in the tips that I read in the cultivation segment, uh, all of our sponsors, Excelsior Extracts, check them out on Instagram. Uh, check out their THC-infused pain rub. It's incredible. It works, and it's fantastic, and they're great people, great growers, and their products are incredible. So check them out. Please tell them Danny Danko and Grow Bud Yourself sent you. Uh, thank you to Sweet Leaf Nutrients. Uh, they have just been amazing. Their uh, support on our Patreon page is great, and they make incredible newts and have a great website where you can purchase all kinds of grow equipment, tents, nutrients, uh, smell-proof bags, all the way up to duffel bags and backpacks and stuff. So please check them out. The code is Danko15 for 15% off there. You can get even more percentages off if you join our Patreon. So thank you to Sweetleaf. Um, and Diamond Cut Co., the trimming scissors, which are incredible. Uh, the code there is Danko20 for 20% off, which is amazing, and they are great trimming tools. So we'd love to have them on the show, too, to talk about that. I think in the future we're going to do that. Um, and Vapor.com, uh, which we are an affiliate of, if you're interested in any kind of vaporizers, glass, bangers, you got a chazzed banger, well, you can get a brand new banger. Never mind the chazzed banger. You get a brand new banger from Vapor.com. You can use the code GBY when you check out for 15% off of anything at Vapor.com, Puffco, Peak, Pro, you know, every vaporizer you can think of, every glass, uh, higher standards, which is an incredible company, um, torches for your rigs, pretty much anything you can think of when it comes to cannabis consumption, including rolling papers and everything else. So vapor.com, thank you to you guys. Code is GBY for 15% off. And thank you to you, Mike, my co-host, my partner, my producer, my work wife, <laughs> and you know remember to to track us down on socials you know the show and uh dan and myself if you're you know if you're so inclined absolutely and we're going to be back next week with a big episode episode number 40 for you guys very exciting very exciting and i think that's a wrap mike what do you say i think it's time man put in the books episode 39 We'll be back next week. Thank you for all your support and keep it green, you guys. 